Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 123. It either means let's get together and have fun or bum. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. ABC. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. It's either up your bum or the ticks that get up your ass. What is? Moomba. No, I always, I always thought it was let's get together and have fun yeah, or bum. That was the marketing. Yeah, or or bum, just bum. No, well, moom is is the bum. Is the bum is the ass? Right, and and the little bars are, are these kind of tick things that get up your bum. Right, it, it is a episode one two three ABC. ABC. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Hmm. I got it. No, I'm just trying to restore the level of comment above Moomba. Oh, really? You think we're too Melbourne-centric? No, no, no. I just don't see the point in discussing Moomba on a television-based show. Well, Moomba has a, a very a very fond place in, in my television memories because mm. every Labor Day I used to watch the Moomba Parade, which was a, a big event on if you Channel there. 7. Yeah, if, if you weren't there. I remember was... being there before the city square existed. Right. Right, you are old. Uh, the... Uh... <laughs> And so, and so, and so, Moomba once once a year when was you went in on the horse and carriage with your dad <laughs> out from the farms. <laughs> it was a big television event because Channel Seven really dedicated the, the whole weekend to it. Uh, if not you know, a few days leading up and, and either side of it, they'd, they'd have all the water ski events because there, there used to be a huge water ski competition as part of Moomba, and I don't know if that's still part of it. And then there was I also the, there is. the Birdman Rally, uh, which happened yesterday, which happened yesterday, and uh, and and of course the parade. It's a but shame. I, I think also probably our perceptions, Josh, would have been slightly different from what they are today. I remember the Good Friday appeal being a really big issue as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah, well, it was. You know, it was. I, it was. I can't think of the last time I've, I've watched the telecast. Well, I think that's because uh, back in the late 70s, uh, early 80s, we were really starved for entertainment. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now we've got plenty of choice, so it, it doesn't really matter anymore. And, uh, and we're not so into variety. I think that's a, mm. a large part of it. They were innocent days. They, they were before when Ziggy and Zag were still... Okay, fun, guys. Fun clowns. So, uh, are we going to put the reality up front again? Uh, yeah, well, sure. If, if you want to, I mean, that's that's what you've put in the, uh, in, the in the running order, Ross. Unless so you want to put it down the Moomba end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this the Moomba end of the show? No, this <laughs> is the head of it. Uh, Survivor All Stars versus uh, or favourites versus the fans. Uh, it's like Survivor on steroids. Really? In a good way? Yeah, yeah, Or because yeah. it makes your nose bleed? No, 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 in a good way. I mean, uh, Ozzy's just a pleasure to watch in any task he's in. He's just... Is this Ozzy uh, the monkey boy? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's part fish, so uh, <laughs> he, he's quite incredible to watch at any task. He's far and away the best player physically ever on Survivor. Right. Like, he, he's just amazing, so he's great to watch. Uh, but it's really bizarre in terms of strategy because the fans just came out of the blocks at a million miles an hour just second-guessing and third-guessing everybody and just playing the game far too extreme at the start and, and haven't slowed down at all. And the favourites just don't care. <laughs> like, they've got, they've got all their alliances, but that doesn't worry them. You know, they just talk in front of everybody. So they'd be sitting around like this, and I'd have an alliance with Brett, and I'd be sitting here saying, well, we've got to get rid of Josh. But I'm, si- I'm sitting right here, Ross. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm sitting right here. You'd be sitting and right there and going, well, pff, that's not going to work. Our alliance is going to get rid of you. <laughs> but if you've got the numbers, then you might as well do that. Yeah, but, no, but they're still two separate tribes at this point. So, I mean, 
Do you think there's a conspiracy of, of but, but the I mean, people that all, have been all, on it to get out all the fans at the but, start? But they're all, then, they're all playing it like that. All of them. There's not some people going, you know, oh, I'm going to be voted off. They're all just going, oh, well, that won't work. Our alliance is better than yours. Our secret alliance, which I'll talk about in front of you as well. <laughs> and whereas the fans have just come out and uh, and they're just playing it too extreme. It's it's very exciting. Uh, th- that kind of reminds me. Have you seen any of My Dad is Better Than Your Dad? No. No, unfortunately, I haven't. I've seen, I've seen clips of it. Mm. Uh, it's it's kind of like... It's, it's a little bit like... Uh, a cross between Double Dare and uh, like the challenges that that they had in Double Dare, the, the physical the challenge, show, the physical yeah. challenge, uh, and uh, and and it's a knockout, and so it's kind of physical challenges, gladiators, but uh, that kind of involve some kind of form of extreme skateball action and uh, and and just fun stuff like that. So it's kind of like amusement park challenges. So you've got to you've got to shoot things with a water cannon or something like that uh and uh and and the kids seem really really fun and into it and the dads are kind of there yeah i'm doing this for my kids shut up don't make fun of me at work on monday uh but it looks like it's it looks like it could be quite a fun show really yeah unlike uh, moment of truth mm. which is on channel nine uh starts on uh, march the 11th that's uh tomorrow as of when we're recording this the new monster house <sighs> <laughs> Well, this is this such is, a long tradition to live up to. This is the American hey, that's, version. That's Magda's funny bits as well in that in that time slot. So I mean, there's a, there's a long history of shit. Magda's in this funny time bits slot. must have been at least five episodes, I think. Yeah, and this is this is a show that we've already. Oh, oh, sorry, Brett. I was just saying in terms of quality, not in terms of length. No, this is a show that we've already said will not work in Australia. It it won't work. It can't work in Australia. And I think if it does work, we're going to be very disappointed with the people of Australia. <laughs> no, but we said an Australian version wouldn't work, didn't we? Well, yes. We said Australian hosts, Australian audiences won't subject themselves to that. But Australians are quite happy to watch Americans subject themselves to it. At prime time, do you think? I, I mean... Oh, well, it doesn't matter because it's, it's up against um, star singers. So yeah, no one's going to be watching anyway. Yeah, that's that's true. But I, I think I think we're more tolerant of watching... Americans make a fool of themselves like this than we would be of putting ourselves through it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when we watch Japanese game shows, we we kind of go, "Those Japanese are crazy, and why do they humiliate themselves like that?" When we see American game shows like like the it's like Moment of Truth, we kind of go, "Oh, those Americans! What else could you expect?" So it's mm. an interesting form of uh, racial so, stereotyping. So that's the lie detector one, isn't it? Yes, that's the the lie detector one where they really try to ruin people's lives. For the sake of winning like fifty thousand mm. dollars, I don't see that it's worth it. Personally, <laughs> what is worth it is this episode of Box Cutters. <laughs> that's all the reality out of the way. That's all the reality out of the way. I think so, Ross. Yeah, that's, no, no. that's it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the thick of it, which is a, a show that uh, I think James mentioned on air a couple of months ago, and uh, and we've uh, we've been looking at in the time in between. So things we may have missed. Yes, there's things we may have missed. Uh, has made on here as yet, has it? No, I think it's no. coming to the ABC soon. Which is great because it was only made in two thousand and five, so that's that's really good. Uh, we're uh, I'm going to talk about uh, TV classifications, uh, the the kind of classification ratings that you see the G, the PG, the M, the MA, what they mean, what they talking should about mean. some of SBS's problems. Of- uh, no, no, no. A, a problem that, that I've seen, but no one's actually mentioned. Ooh. I, I want to talk about that later on. We've also got queers. We've got pork. 
As always, though, we're going to kick things off. Although we're not really kicking it off anymore because we did the reality at the front. Here's the box cutters news. Breaking news <laughs> about, about Channel 9. Oh, about Channel 9. Channel 9 HD is set to launch on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, uh, Monday, that is. Uh, I'm not really sure why. We Be- uh, Because they haven't launched yet and they need a launch date? Uh, well, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as we've said on the show many times before, Channel 9 are having enough trouble running one network at the moment. I don't know why they want to uh, want to start another. Uh, apparently, it is going to have some simulcast shows, some time shift shows, and some entertainment, which uh, which is great it, to know that they'll have some entertainment on there. It's it make a change from their regular viewing. Uh, I, I've just... Uh, we, we we actually we had a letter a couple of weeks ago from a fan. I'm sorry, I didn't bring the letter in, so uh, I can't remember your name. Uh, who was saying that HD is actually fantastic and what a great thing it is, and he's loving it, uh, particularly for the sport on the weekends, the V8s uh, and maybe golf on Channel Ten. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, I, I've found HD just to be a huge bust so far. There's there's nothing worth watching. Uh, most of the time, it is just the same show that's on, you know, on the regular network. I, I, I don't know why they bothered doing anything. It's certainly not something to make a big fuss and bother about like they did when they launched both Channel 7 and Channel 10. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it, it, especially considering that they've had two to three years to work out what they were going to do. Yeah, yeah. They knew that they were going to be launching an HD channel and they should have had a team working on what they're going to put on HD. Do they yep. move all of their sport onto HD? Yeah. Uh, because as I, I've said before, I've seen sport on HD in the US and it looks amazing. Mm. It's It really is the closest thing to being there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think, I don't I don't think, if you don't have a uh, high definition set top box, you're really not missing out on much. At the like moment, it, yeah. it's, it's not some great channel that you, you know, unless, you, unless you've got specialty interests like, the the V8s or or you particularly want to watch Friday Night Lights at eleven o'clock on a Friday night. There's no real point to having an HD box. But and, and how much how much does an HD box cost? Uh, I off the top of my head, I'm not sure. A couple of hundred dollars probably. Uh, you could probably get them. You know, I'm sure they range in cost. Uh, but yeah, you have but, to have a television that can pick up high definition signals. In order to in order to watch high definition. Because yes. we, we've gone through this before. In order mm. to watch something in high definition, you need to have a high definition television. Yep. But you can watch the high definition channels on a standard definition television if your set top box will downgrade it for your screen. Oh, okay. Uh, right. That being said, you're still looking at, say, at least a thousand bucks in order to uh, in order to, to watch HD in HD. Mm. Yep. You could just get Friday Night Lights on DVD for about forty bucks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, I think the the DVD is the way to go. Uh, but let us know on the blog if you uh, you know if you're thinking HD is fantastic and you're really loving anything in particular. But you know, the Nightcap on Channel Seven or it's not as good as exactly <laughs> the garbage on Channel Ten. I just it's just not worth it. Yeah. 
just not worth it. Speaking of digital, uh, Channel 7's planned rollout of TiVo in this country is uh, under threat and could be scrapped within weeks uh, if things don't go the right way. The free-to-air industry is likely to launch its own Freeview-branded recorder early next year that will uh, offer access to all the digital TV channels and an electronic program guide. Now, the Freeview thing, I I actually went looking for more information about what exactly it was. It it seems nothing more than a digital tuner. No, Um, it's a a digital tuner with a hard drive recorder. No, no, no. You you, you just called it a recorder. there's, There's TVs with the the Freeview tuner built into them. There are recorders with uh, with the tuner built into them. Didn't didn't you call it a recorder at the start of that he, news? He did news item. You, you did. I said the the TiVo video recorder could be scrapped. No, I'm pretty sure you said the Freeview video recorder. Brandon, yes, right. <laughs> my my understanding my understanding <laughs> of of Freeview and yep. and let's try to not make this more complicated than, yes. than it is. Is that it is actually. Uh, a PVR, that it is a hard drive recorder with a digital HD tuner. It's not necessarily a recorder because they've got screen, they've got TVs. They, 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 should, the Freeview they should change tuner. the name then. They well, should stop calling it a Freeview recorder. But then it's, then it's just a tuner. Why is that going to kill TiVo if all they're doing is saying we've got a tuner? Because they're releasing the recorders as well. So there are, <laughs> so there are recorders. Yes. So it is a rec- I think they should keep the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this this makes so why, but does it have? Will the recorder have any functionality that TiVo has? Uh, well, it, it it'll pick up the EPG and assumedly be able to uh, record series automatically by selecting that uh, that choice in there. Um, this is a system that's coming out of the UK and has been very successful in uh, slowing down the uptake of B Sky B's uh, satellites TV system over there why uh because people are basically it would seem that uh they're seeing 15 channels or however many channels they've got over there as enough uh, variety or enough choice and it's um, so without it's, having to go having to pay a monthly so subscriber it's, fee it's for. cheaper because i my understanding with freeview was that there was a monthly subscriber fee no no not at all no monthly subscriber no. fee so you're getting the epg for free mm-hmm Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to uh, to hear from Mark Edwards about about this. He's uh, our friend at Ice TV. See how that uh, that holds up against what Ice TV are doing, and, and see what uh, insights he has. I, I might try to get. In, I don't know if we can get him on the show next week, but I'll try to get in touch with him during the week. And uh, we, we might already have a couple of guests lined up for next week, so yes. maybe the week after would be good. Curiously, they've got a kind of gradual rollout in the UK, so so you need to go onto the Freeview site and see if your area is is covered. Um, by their system, and uh, they're actually sending out the signals versus, uh, via unused multiplexes, which is to get into some of the kind of infrastructure techno- uh, terminology of uh, digital broadcast. Um, so, so they've got a film that I, not ITV many people are seeing. They're using that cinema. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. It's got nothing to do with cinema. But you but said multiplexes. Multiplexes, multiplexes yes. Multiplexes right. aren't, isn't a term that uh, that applies specifically to film we have multiplex uh digital radio transmitters we've got multiplex digital tv transmitters so so what that means is that there are there are multiple signals going out from the one transmitter 
So, so what you what you've got there, just to to bring that etymology, is is you've got multi, which is the the prefix that means many, and plex, which is the suffix that means things. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, the the threat to TiVo is that uh, Channel Seven we're going to roll it out. Uh, later this year was that, roll, roll was out that? TiVo. Roll out TiVo. Um, they should they should really get some vans. Assuming that, that, that would speed them up. <laughs> assuming that uh, the rival commercial and public broadcasters would take equity stakes in the service, uh, so help to pay for the service in this country. Um, but if uh, they're looking at Freeview, then they probably won't have any interest in uh, mm. having to pay to be part of that system. So this is probably something we'll hear a lot more about over the coming weeks. Yeah. Hmm. I, f- I find this whole thing very strange and and weird and uh, a, a lot like it, it, it's just one of those things that there doesn't seem to be a barrier to entry into into this country for uh, f- for new products like that. If TiVo said we're going to launch and all we want from Channel Seven, Nine, and, and Ten is uh, is their EPGs and uh, you know give it to us because it'll mean more viewers for for you. Why couldn't they just go ahead and do that? This is this is what I don't understand. But but if they're looking at their channels being equity partners in it, and the channels don't want to invest money, but but why do the, why do the channels need to be equity? I mean, is it such a loss? I mean, obviously, but, but that was the business model that they were looking at. I know, but I, I never understood that business model. Mm. I never understood why you, you would want to be as a company. You'd want to be beholden to the whims of the networks who clearly can't make up their mind about anything uh, in the same way that you wouldn't want to be beholden to the, the whims of the Australian government because in the past we've seen that they can't make up their mind about anything. Uh, you'd want to be able to just make sure you could enter the market, uh, have a good product that subscribers would want and that for 10 bucks a month they can they can have your service and that's how you make your money. I mean, that seems to be what they did in the States and that worked fine. I'm wondering why it's so different here. And none of us have the answer to that, hmm. obviously. I mean, it may be the but price point because of the, the small market that we have here. Yeah, it might, might be. It might be the price point. In completely different news, uh, earlier this week there was a rumour that Jerry Seinfeld was going to be returning to NBC. <gasps> People had apparently seen him at, uh, at the head, head, headquarters of the network. And they uh, saw that he was having meetings and know that he had been on shows like 30 Rock and, and done little appearances and had been on television a little bit more recently. Uh, and that there was a Curb Your Enthusiasm style Seinfeld sitcom in the works. That rumour came out last Tuesday, I believe. Well, it cost them nothing to produce. They might as well do it. Certainly not wasting any money on cameramen. <laughs> and then uh or scripts. And then last Friday. <laughs> then last Friday, uh both NBC and a representative of Jerry Seinfeld came out and said, Absolutely not. We, there have been no talks, we're never doing anything like rep that. Rep of ABC, not NBC. No, no, NBC. Okay. Uh and a rep from Seinfeld said, No, it's not happening, not gonna happen. I don't even know where you got that idea. But this rumour spread so quickly. Mm. It was quite amazing and, and quite exciting. Mm. Uh, and then just hit on the head. Maybe like wouldn't wouldn't they just go, Oh, clearly there's a moneymaker. We could do that. That'd be excellent. Uh speaking of Seinfeld, did uh, you guys happen to notice Seinfeld cropped popped up on channel nine during the week? 
Seinfeld, the, the TV series. Seinfeld, the TV series. Popped up late nights on uh, on Channel 9, sort of 11, 11.30ish on, uh, I think it was Friday and Saturday night. Up against the, Letterman. Uh, up, against the, up against Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, so I don't actually know what happened there. Uh, I, I presume it's part of some sort of output deal. Uh, you know, at some point, uh, channel uh, it's gone from Channel 10 to Channel 9, and Channel 9 are just using it as uh, late-night filler. Uh, now, Channel 9... Because it, it started on Channel, channel 9, 9 of Yeah, it started yeah. on Channel 9. Mm. Those episodes that Channel 9 originally had, did they ever get shown on Channel 10? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, that was all the... Uh, a lot of the early series with uh, Crazy Joe Devola. Yeah. When they went to the opera. Right. Uh, those sort of episodes. So that was the first series that they showed on Channel 9, which I think is around season three or season four, something like that. And then it went over to Channel 10. And Channel 10 pretty much showed everything at some point, except for possibly not the Seinfeld Chronicles, but everything else they showed. Right. And uh, but the oh, nice no, the, thing about on, the Seinfeld Chronicles, the the pilot, Channel Ten did show that. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they showed that at one point as as a special. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, it'll, the good thing about it being on Channel Nine is hopefully they'll be the original episodes, not the uh, butchered episodes that Channel Ten have been showing because they were showing it at seven o'clock. The episodes were highly edited. Un- unless for the episodes that you know they were considered raunchy and they occasionally put on at eight thirty, yeah. Uh, so like the sponge, like the sponge or the shrinkage episode or any yep. of those ones. Uh, so hopefully Channel Nine, if they are going to show them, will show them completely unedited, which would be good. I mean, you're missing out on lines like uh, fantastic lines like the pig says, "My wife is a slut," which apparently isn't suitable for seven o'clock time slot. Apparently not. Mm. Uh, the five capital city community television stations have uh, banded together and formed a new industry body uh, called the Australian Community Television Alliance. Uh, the aim of the body is to uh, put further pressure on the federal government uh, to uh, switch the sector from analogue to digital transmission. Um, there were vague assurances made uh, by the former government. Um, we haven't had any further word since uh, Stephen Conroy took over as Minister for Communications. Which will fold first? Community TV or that alliance? Not that alliance. Uh, the alliance will fold first? Hopefully yeah. neither would fold, Ross. Well, no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. What are you inferring? <laughs> that, that, that they couldn't uh, organise a, a raffle at a... I, I, I'm not inferring. I'm implying. You're inferring, by the way. Okay. But... Uh, no, I'm just. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not suggesting anything untoward. I'm just. I just don't know how long community TV will be around for. Because of its quality. No. Because of the cost compared to viewers, compared to sponsorship. Okay, fair enough. It's it, you know it's it, it's been but clearly on, the go- the government's it's been got- on shaky legs for a long time. Yeah, but clearly the government's got, got a, a large role to play. <laughs> a large role to play in in uh, how viable it is, given that none of them are actually transmitting digitally as yet. And uh, as we can see from Fairview and from whatever, that uh, the the general populace is shifting to digital and uh, losing access to these uh, community TV stations. Well, is Fairview going to have uh, you know when when the digital community 
stations do get up or when community stations get their digital signal, is Fairview going to have access to those? I wouldn't say why not. It would just be another uh, digital signal that you that you would tune it to, I'd imagine. Okay. How much okay. how much will it cost to go from uh, analog to digital for those sorts of channels? Uh, more more or less than five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. That's uh, not covered by this article. Um, I have spoken to people, but I haven't asked uh, that question directly. I think that's mm. an important question. Maybe we should uh, mm. get somebody. Mm. Maybe the uh, the the manager of uh, Channel Thirty One Melbourne to yeah. uh, come in. Yeah, yeah that'd that, be good. That'd that, be good. That, that would be good. Hey, what's happening in New Jersey? In Ross? New Jersey, well, I've got a couple of TV show movie tie-in news items. Uh, apparently, there's a Sopranos movie going ahead now. According to this, came out of TV.com, and the story was that Nick Derso, who runs the Satin Dolls. Adult Entertainment Lounge. Which is the uh, Which exterior. doubles for the Badabing. It's the exterior of the Badabing. And, uh, well, it wouldn't be the interior. No. Because um, they shoot all that on, on, on set. On lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's got word that there's a Sopranos movie in the works, and so he's not doing the renovations to the outside that he was planning to do. And intend instead uh, is going to wait and hope that the uh, that the movie actually comes about. Uh, this is a bit of a dubious link, <laughs> don't you think? Well, he he said he said that uh, he got it from a legitimate source, but could not name the source. David Chase six months ago said there will not be a Sopranos movie. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who you believe. I mean, this this guy this. But but this isn't sources close to the movie. No. This is somebody who runs the exterior of a location that might and maybe have you, would have one or two shots in the film. And have, have you seen a picture of him? I saw a picture of him no, that ran alongside this, uh, this story with, uh, on TV Squad. And uh, the picture of him had him and, say, his missus, some lady, <laughs> him and some lady standing in their club with a whole lot of Butter Bing T-shirts. Right. So it is quite possible that he has leaked this, let's call it a story, mm. just to say, hey, Butterbing's really called Satin Kitty or whatever. Satin Dolls. But Satin why, dolls. Wouldn't he, why wouldn't he have changed the name? I mean, surely leave the Butterbing movie sign up that they use for the TV show, leave the TV show sign up, call it the Butterbing. And you get much more business, surely. And that's that's what I would think. But he mm. he is selling better being t-shirts. Isn't yeah. that enough? Isn't yeah. that enough for us? <laughs> I don't think so because people will go, oh, let's go to that satin dolls place. Oh my god, it's the better being even better. You know, I think yeah. if, if you're late night, you're drunk, you're at a bucks night, you're trying to pick which one to go to, satin dolls, better being. You'd go to the being all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's right. so. Anyway, he's uh, he's he's not going to be doing renovations, <laughs> which also means that he's going to be open, so you can go there now. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I really think it's just publicity for his club. Yeah, I think so. But if but there is we'll a Sopranos movie in the in the works, I'd be very excited. And so, and so you'd be excited. We're two and a half Sopranos fans here. You'd be excited, would you? Yeah, I'd be I'd be excited. Yeah, I I I'm not sure if I'd be excited. Why? What sure. do you want to know? What do I want to know? Yeah. What, what do you want to see in a Sopranos you're, movie? You're only half a Sopranos fan, so you really can't be grilling him. No, I'm, what, I'm you curious liked, what you, you want to see in a Sopranos three, movie. You like three and a half of the series. 
I uh, I remember distinctly when we were talking about <laughs> uh, it had three and a half good series. That's it. In the in the same way in the same way that I didn't particularly want to know anything more from Twin Peaks. I wanted to know what was going to happen later, but I didn't particularly want to know more about the history of Twin Peaks. I was still excited for uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me because the characters uh, were such a a large part of of my entertainment life. And similarly with The Sopranos, I would just like to revisit those characters. I'd like to see those those characters again. Mm. Uh, Could turn into a Matrix 2 and 3, though. It could very easily turn into a Matrix 2 and 3. Yeah, I'd be... I, I, I quite... I'm quite happy with where they left it, and I think, um, yeah, if the movie's great, that'd be fantastic, but I think, I, I don't really think there's that much more to say. That, I, could, that could be said in a two-hour movie, personally. I would rather David Chase move on to whatever the next project is. That Have it ten years later and AJ's taken over as Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be good. Because he, uh, you know, Northern Exposure, Sopranos, he's, he's, he's got some, some good things under his belt. Yeah, yeah, and I think his next one's going to be called uh, Joe from Cincinnati. It's about some retarded <laughs> surfer. Who thinks he, who may or may not be Jesus? Oh, <laughs> Ross, just let it go. Uh, also in movie news, twenty four, which uh, had to have a long delay because of the writer's strike. They were having close to a twelve month delay. Has decided that they're going to do a movie that takes place in between series six and seven, and will be in the fall sometime. So, I'm not sure it's going to be able to ha- get get an audience that actually wants to sit in the cinema for 24 hours, are they? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm pre- it, it's for, it's a telly movie. It's going to uh, be called Two. Yeah, I think it's going to be called Two or One Point Four Five. It'll be interesting to see whether they presumably they won't keep the real time thing which will make it just like any other telly movie. Well, they don't keep the real-time thing anyway. No, no, they no, just no. have a clock up there. Yeah, well, that's right. So they can't have a clock they for two hours. They haven't kept the real-time thing since episode eight of the first series. <laughs> uh, I think it goes back even further than that. I think if you had a look at those, even those first episodes, you know, they get they, in the car. Oh, we're going to the airport. Oh, we're here at the airport now. They were a lot closer. Plus, it was a time of night when there was no traffic. So, Ah, <laughs> oh, right, right. No, see, it uh, works. I, like I, Labor yeah. Day in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Channel 7 have announced that there will be a second series of Glenn Robbins' chat show out of the question. Fantastic. Uh, despite the falling ratings that it's experienced after a strong start, it's uh, dropped below 800,000. Um, a Seven Source has stated that the show's format would be tightened uh, before it returned. It performs very well for the network in its key 16 to 39 demographic. Oh, now, now Seven has the key 16 yes. to 39 demographic. Yes. I, I had a bit of a look at, at it on your recommendation. I only mm. caught the end, I think, of... With Danny Boy this week? With last week's... Last week? The questions seem very easy. It's not about the questions. It's not really a quiz show, you know. Right. It's like, it's like Thank God You're Here isn't an acting show. A competition. No, but it is about improvisation. Which is an acting skill. Yeah, but... Mm. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. This is about the comedy oh, aspect, but yeah. I, I, I would have preferred the, the, the questions perhaps to be uh, slightly more challenging. Yeah, they are curious bits of current events. Yeah. I just, I, I just found them a bit but, too... But really, it's just a framework so that they can riff off each other, I guess. Well, yeah. and, and it costs Channel 7 $8.50 a packet of chips to produce, so... Yeah. Of course, they're going to renew but, but it. But with their tightening it, 
no packet of chips next no time. No packet of chips. Well, I know, actually, I noticed, I noticed something last week uh, that they've already tightened up. They they don't fap about with the name of the final uh, bracket, uh, which they don't want to call fast money. And at one point they were kind of going through the novels of, of somebody and, and now they just kind of come back and it was the Mark Holden Memorial round. Right this week, which was much better. It, it was it, it never sat well, kind of going off to the ad and oh, so. What do you want to call the next? Right, yeah, round. Mm. Mm. Is it is it still settling in? Do you think? Do you think it will be allowed to settle? I, I think it'll evolve. Yeah, there won't be too much network pressure on it now. No, none. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but they're not getting the packet of chips, and that. Yeah. Is the box cutters news? This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> the thick of it is a show that uh, the laughter was back on that one. Yeah, yeah. Since <laughs> since we had the listeners saying, "Oh my god, the laughter is the best thing about that ID." Oh. Yeah, but we had we had like five listeners say that they didn't like the laughter. No, we didn't have anybody say they didn't like the laughter. Yeah, Apart from you. <laughs> And you, <laughs> I never said anything. I wasn't involved. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, do, do you like the laughter? Do you not like the laughter? Email us hooray at oh, boxcutters.net. Boxcutters asking the tough questions. I think. I think Josh had a few comments that didn't go through official channels. Yes, well, it didn't go through the email. So if you don't like the that's laughter, that's the only official channel we've got. Oh, isn't yeah. It? Oh, they people can text messages. People, could, yeah, they can text messages if they know the number. They can also uh, write us a letter if they know where to write it. Mm-hmm. Or they official can email or not us. official when they walk up to me in the street and say, I "Clearly, love clearly not official, not official, not official." Okay. No, that, that's exactly what we were just talking they have about. To, to walk up to both of you. Yeah, <laughs> if, <laughs> if they walked up to the three of us on the street, then it's official. But it'll never happen. But that never happened because no, even, we hate each other off here. Even then, verbally, it, it's it's. I don't think it's official. If they walk up to the three of us and hand us a note, then it's official. <laughs> Address to hooray at boxcutters.net. Yes, then it's okay. Uh, so uh, yes, email us hooray at boxcutters.net. Do you or do you not like the laughter at the end of some of the <clears throat> IDs? Also, can you tell us a pack show? What, can't you? What, <laughs> what do you think is the minimum requirement for reviewing a show? Minimum number of episodes? Three. Really? Magic number. Really? Very interesting. Yeah, because uh, we're reviewing the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, I can't really do it because I've only watched one episode. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the the thick of it, which James Talley recommended to us as far as watching a political-based comedy. Uh, this is an English show uh, created and written and directed by Armando I- Iannucci. Iannucci. Armando Iannucci, who uh, has done some great work on uh, UK television in the past. He's worked on... Uh, I'm Alan Partridge, and he's worked on... Knowing Me, Knowing You. Knowing Me, Knowing You. Uh, and also... Who was a writer than a director? And also Time Trumpet, a, an excellent show if you, uh, if you can get your hands on it. It only lasted six episodes, uh, but was a really, really interesting show that I can't remember if we talked about. You guys think that we hadn't, but I, I remember watching it. I remember you saying it was good in, in an interview show. But I think that's about as much as we as far uh, as we got. And so he's, uh, he's created this show called The Thick of It, which is about a parliamentarian, about the Minister for Social Affairs in England. and Minister played by Chris Langham. Uh, he plays Hugh Abbott. He was also Ray Mallard 
in uh, People Like Us, yes. which is a fantastic show. And this has got a very People Like Us feel to it. It, it and does. And the therapist in Help. Yeah, which, okay. you, which you keep mentioning, but... Hmm. What, what's Help? Uh, that was the two-hander with him and Paul Whitehouse. It screened on Friday nights on ABC here. Oh, okay. Radio. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he and has... has since been in a bit of trouble. With yes, that. and he was apparently researching a role for that when he got into trouble with uh, well, child... Uh, pornography offences. His, his excuse was that he was researching a role, but Paul Whitehouse said he never heard anything of it. Right. Uh, then he spent ten months in jail. Yes. Uh, and which is a shame because he he is very very funny. Yes. And and he's very much like Roy Mallard, his Hugh Abbott character. There's a lot of similarities there between just in that deadpan way that he plays his comedy to great effect. And and this is uh, this is one one of the great things about the thick of it is how deadpan the, the whole thing is. Everyone there is is deadly earnest about their jobs. It, it is very much like the West Wing, in that everybody there is deadly earnest about their jobs. They joke around with each other, but they also get into the shit and they uh, they're really upset about you know the, the possibility that they could get sacked any time. That they have all this weight on their shoulders and how can they carry it all? And within those Within those things comes the comedy, because they are in these intense pressure situations. So it's uh, I was going to say Roy Mallard. It's it's Hugh Abbott who. Uh, but but they're also very incompetent. Uh, yes. And and rather and rather buffoonish in a very funny way. Uh, so you've got you've got the minister. You've got uh, three of his advisors. Uh, you've got the press secretary for the prime minister, uh, who uh, who makes a, a lot of angry, angry phone calls and conversations, screaming at people. And, Malcolm, and Malcolm Tucker, who, played by uh, Peter Capaldi. Who basically just tells people what to do. He is essentially the boss in this situation. Mm. And he, he is absolutely fantastic. He just, he, he really lights up the show. He's yes. great to watch. Whenever he's on screen, he's just, he's just amazing to watch. And uh, and Chris Addison, who I'm a big fan of uh, of his stand up comedy, he's been out to Australia quite a few times. He plays uh, one of the advisors to to the minister, and he kind of plays this uh, hopeless uh, young, getting himself into trouble all the time because he doesn't know who to take orders from. Uh, guy who's who's really just trying to find his feet in in politics. Uh, it's a really interesting show. I, not a lot of laughs. Like, oh, not, you don't think? Well, I didn't. I didn't laugh out loud a lot. Oh, but, really? But I was really into Just it and amused. enjoying it and and oh. amused. But there there were a couple of times where where I did laugh out loud and I noticed those because they they seemed strange. But I did watch the entire series like very very closely and and really interesting interestedly. Mm, well, I've only seen the six episodes. I haven't seen either of the uh, the specials, which don't have Hugh in it. So I'm I'm interested to see how the specials go without, with actually without having Hugh Abbott, who seems like such an important character. But they, I, they actually they work all right. I, I I found it definitely to be uh, to be laugh out loud funny the whole way through. I thought it was it was very very funny. It it took me a little while to get into it. Uh, it, it it's that British style of comedy that they do so well, like people like us in the office that kind of that very observational style just kind of the camera there uh and it's interesting with the jump cuts too i think they uh it's it's kind of got its own effortless style where they just kind of patch together bits of different the best bits of different takes and they're not at all concerned about jump cuts or anything like that which i think works a treat for the show uh and 
uh, at first I was thinking, you know, because I'm really not that across the British political system, I thought I wondered how much I'd enjoy it. But you don't really need to know that much about British politics to really get into it and to, to see how, uh, how inept and how funny these people are. Uh, and uh, one of the editors, uh, his name was Billy Snedden, which I found quite humorous for, from an Australian perspective. Did you ever see the Jeremy Sims series, uh, Corridors of Power, the, the Australian series that, that was no. meant to be like this? And it's, uh, it's from quite a few years ago. Uh, but just didn't have any jokes, didn't have any of that humour, didn't have any of that... Uh, was it supposed to be funny? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Well, it didn't have, it didn't have a screaming Scotsman, presumably. And that, and that makes a huge difference. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, yeah, Malcolm Tucker, just whenever he's on screen, just screaming and swearing uh, so uh, profoundly at people the whole time. It's, it's just, it's, a, it's fantastic to watch. And, th- and there is some great swearing and some great jokes about swearing yeah. in it as well. Yeah. Uh, really worth getting your hands on, the thick of it, uh, if you can it's get your hands on. It's uh, actually screening on the ABC from March 26th in the Wednesday at 9.30 time slot. Oh, good. And uh, also on ABC2 at the moment, they're showing a, t- a two- two-person talk show uh, called Shrinkwrap. I don't know if anybody's seen it. It's got Pamela Stevens is the host, and it's just kind of a, a one-on-one. Steven, Stevenson. Stevenson. Oh, Pamela Connolly. Dr. Pamela Connolly. That, that's the one. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a one-on-one, uh, quite intense kind of interview show, just two people in a studio, uh, and she really grills them. It's had people like uh, Hugh Laurie on. Uh, I believe we're just about to see the last one, which is with Robin Williams. Last one of this current series, but I think in a future series, uh, uh, Chris Langham is actually on. It's oh. the only thing he's done since he went to jail. So mm. that'll be very interesting to see if ABC2 do show that at some point. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. So that's the thick of it. Uh, starts ABC on Wednesday nights, nine thirty. In a couple of weeks. Now, Ross, you've, you've got a young child who... Uh, yes, I do. You sometimes watch TV with him at uh, 7 o'clock? Is it... At night? At 7 o'clock evening? at night? Uh, usually he's has a DVD on at that stage. Right. Or he's, he's complaining that he wants a DVD on at that stage. But, so so not, not that often free to wear. But, but it is family time viewing. Probably, yes. Yes, well, it is because uh, that's what I was talking about earlier with uh, edited versions of Seinfeld. They're not allowed to show anything, I believe, from seven to seven thirty. That's outside the G rating. Now you so uh, so, and a lot of Seinfeld obviously was PG. Are you sure? Because not, they're talking not one hundred percent. There was a bit of a kerfuffle uh, a few weeks ago about Home and Away, and uh, that they hadn't put the rights that, that it should be PG. They, oh, they weren't okay. saying that you can't have that content at that time. Uh, it just needed to be classified. I could be. I could be wrong. See, I, I thought I thought what you're thinking that it, that it needs to be G rating because it's uh, it's it's family viewing time, mm. and uh, and what was it that you said uh, was on Seinfeld? Something uh, pig? the pig says, "My wife is a slut." Right, Elaine's writing a, a comic, and uh, and she uh, incidentally rips off a Ziggy, which she doesn't realise, and they're all coming up with different things that her pig should have said. Her pig goes to a complaints counter and said, "I wish I was taller." Ha 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 ha. But she's ripped off a Ziggy, right? And Kramer comes up with one where you know he says the pig says, "My wife is a slut." Yeah, why he would say that to the complaints department, I'm not sure. That's it's, the hilarity. It's a complaint, right? So, uh, 
So, Slut, apparently not good enough for uh, Channel 10 between 7 and 7.30. Mm. Biggest Loser, the male Australian trainer... Shannon. ...says shit a lot. Oh, does he? He's, uh, he says that at least... Uh, like it, I, I've seen it at least twice in the mm. 7 to 7.30 time slot. And I'm wondering if that's... I mean, you know... I. I love a bit of swearing on television, but I also understand that there are families out there who don't want their children uh, exposed to, to swearing on television, and this is at a time slot where families are watching it. So where do you where do you place piss in in that spectrum? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, f- f- for me, I don't have children. Uh, I personally. I, like I'm not personally concerned with it. Mm. Uh, would it, would but I allow? I, I always found that quite curious that that shows from the states would use piss uh, quite liberally. They and coming out of the network TV. They'll use they'll use pissed as in upset, uh, and they might use piss off, but they won't talk about someone pissing. They have very very. We, strict we should have had a language warning at the start mm. of the, the, start they of have, the segment. They episode. have very. Well, it's only PG. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they have very, well, they, have G, very they have very strict rules about uh, about that in the states that you're allowed mm-hmm. to use it if it's uh, in this kind of uh, esoteric or abstract sense. Of, if you're angry, then I am pissed. pissed. Uh, but, but, you can't go- but you can't go and piss on a tree because that relates to uh, some excretory function. And no, you, you can piss on a tree. You can't say that you you're can't say on. that you're pissing on a tree. <laughs> Because that relates to an excretory function. Mm, mm. Uh, so, because the Christians don't agree with any. any yeah. So, so America, America has very strict rules. I think uh, in Australia we just say you can't say these words at these times, or you can't have these particular words in this classification. And I want to know, and if anyone out there knows, hooray at boxcutters.net is the email address to send us information about this. Uh, what can you and can't you say in the 7 to 7.30 PM time slot because mm. I would have thought that shit was out of the question completely. Yeah, well, I, I was a bit surprised about this because I was watching, uh, I'm watching the latest series of the Amazing Race. Yes, and I was a bit surprised because one of the goths, one of the two goths, is called cunt, <laughs> and I thought, and I couldn't understand what this was about. It's, it's K Y N T. Yeah, and and uh, you know we were watching this. I go, oh my god, he's called cunt. How did they get away with this? Apparently, it's kint. Yes, but th- but when they say it. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like cunt. Oh, it's just going on. Uh, I just sort of looking at it, and it was amusing me to, <laughs> to 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 torture my wife by constantly saying he's called cunt. <laughs> but apparently, apparently, it's kint. Yes, yes. But that's uh, anyway. I was going to say something offensive. Anyway, well, you I, know, Channel I, Ten. Channel Ten's always been the leader in these kind of things. Well, How no, long could it be before we're seeing turkey slaps on Biggest Loser? No, but remember, remember when they they cut an episode of The Simpsons because Homer put a box on his head. And that they said wasn't allowed in a G time slot, like really? Yes, yes. There's got to be more to it than that. Right? That was pretty much it. When, was- when I'm watching, when I watch Simpsons DVDs, I see for the first time I see bits that I've never seen in Simpsons before regularly, just because they were they were always Channel Ten have always chopped large bits out of Simpsons for that was just for, about putting in more ads, wasn't it? No, either for the purposes of ads or for the purposes of you know, their, uh, their excuse. Their excuse is always for classification reasons. Because everywhere else, it was an adults' show. It was it, it wasn't on before eight thirty anywhere else in the world. No, mm. so it's you know, but but here in Australia, oh, it's a cartoon, oh, it's a kids' show. It's like when Rain and Stimpy started here in the mornings. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole bit when Krusty gets cancelled where he's talking about, uh, and I mean, I must have seen that hundreds and hundreds of times from the Channel 10 version, uh, but there's a whole bit where he talks about, uh, you know, uh, being in an erectile dysfunction commercial and saying uh, he, he doesn't know, I think it's he doesn't know what outtakes they've seen, but he can assure you he's all man. <laughs> uh, but that, that never made it to the air here. Mm. See, mm. and that's and that to me seems a, a lot more benign than than using words that wouldn't be allowed in the playground. Mm. I I just find that really interesting. How long has it been since you've been in a playground? Oh no, the words the words are there. They were there when I was a kid, but uh, but there words that you'd get told off for in a playground. Maybe not anymore. Oh, well, maybe not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I want to I want to hear from from listeners. I know there are listeners out there with kids. Uh, and uh, and that they watch television with their kids, what is and isn't allowed. Hooray at boxcutters.net to let us know. Okay, question three. Which Gareth, can I- all these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box cutter. So uh, last week's quiz question was too difficult. Too difficult. What was it? Was who was the character who travelled back in time in Mr. Wizard? No, no. The Turtle. No, no. Back to the Future. No. What is the name of the Turtle? <laughs> which, which Turtle? Life on Mars. Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. With Rocky and Bullwinkle and fractured fairy tales and don't know. Sure, Sherman. No. Mr. Mr. Know It All. Mr. Know It All was was Bullwinkle. Mr. Know It All was Bullwinkle. There was a, a a dog, and he had his boy Sherman. Who was the dog? Uh, the the dog was Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody. But he was very definitely a dog, but there was and another, not a turtle. There was another. No, no, there was another cartoon in that in that group that was a turtle going back in time, and uh, he'd always get into trouble and say, "Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard, save me!" and he'd get sucked back into. No, Mr. Peabody. Turtle get into. Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Being aimed at by the French at the Battle of Hastings in 1066, Brett. <laughs> like it was, it was those kind of historic events that it was going back to. Brett, M- Mr. Peabody, Mr. Peabody, and his boy Sherman. Let listen to me. Send us the name of the turtle. Mr. Peabody and his boy Sherman. Just, mm. just tell us when we're back on to. <laughs> It'll be much better <laughs> once we finish the rehearsal. Right. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Peabody and yes. his boy Sherman. Yeah would go in Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine mm-hmm. into the past. Mm-hmm. There was no turtle. Yes, there was. Quiet, you. Is that what he said? Yeah. There was no turtle. Seriously. I think you're getting mixed up with Touche Turtle. No. And, uh, and, and something from Rocky and Bullwinkle. No. I'm confident the listeners all will bear me out. Okay, that's not this the quiz week. question. So though. this week's quiz question is. So sorry, l- last week's oh, the answer. The answer to, to last week's uh, quiz question was Sam Taylor. Sam Tyler. Tyler. Sam Tyler. So what happens to that lovely powder blue crumpler bag? We burn it. It gets burn. burnt. Yeah, it gets burnt. It gets burnt. That seems a little excessive. Well, it- you know, no, nobody won the quiz. <laughs> nobody yeah, had. Yeah. Nobody had the correct answer. Yeah, I do. So we, we better we get some entrance. It. We better get some entrance this week, or else Crumpler are going to start uh, reviewing their uh, sponsorship. They burn it's, really well, though. Are they, no, they don't, <laughs> you, I don't, you just have to get it up to to uh, its ignition say. temperature, which is it's like three hundred degrees. <laughs> Won't light up off your lighter. 
uh, this <laughs> they're, week, they're extremely safe. This week we <laughs> talked about uh, the thick of it, the UK show that was uh, written, directed, and created by Armando Iannucci. I want to know to win this week's Crumpler Prize. Who created the thick of it? <laughs> Oh, see, Ross, I think this is why people don't, don't write it, because they get confused. They don't know which is the right answer. This, this week's uh, question is, name one other show that Armando Iannucci has been involved with from the UK. Now, I, we listed about uh, three or four during the Thick of It review, so I think you can probably come up with that. Name one other show that Armando Iannucci... Are they, are they allowed to go back over? They the episode? are allowed to go back over the episode. Mm. They are allowed to look on IMDb. Do whatever you really? want. Just enter. They, they are allowed to look on Wikipedia. <laughs> They're not allowed to ask us directly for an answer. What if they run into us? In if the they street? run into us in the street through unofficial channels, they could mm. trick us into it. However, they could say, "Yeah, I heard that uh, that review about uh, the thick of it." And oh, what was the other show that he did? <laughs> Email us, hooray at boxcutters.net, with the answer by 4pm next Monday, the 17th. 16th? 17th. 17th. By 4pm next Monday, the 17th. Email us, hooray at boxcutters.net, with your answer to the quiz. Thanks to Crumpler. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. You know, I have no problem with people doing stupid things. And if you want to do stupid things, that's absolutely fine. But I shouldn't have to hear about it. Case in point, if you're stupid enough to row from here or from Sydney to New Zealand and not die, good luck to you. We don't have to have it shoved down our faces on 60 Minutes. Wait a minute, I came up with a solution for that years ago. Don't watch 60 Minutes. Oh, well, no, I don't watch 60 Minutes either, but just seeing the ads. Uh, if you're stupid enough to row across bloody wherever, good luck to you. Don't have to be on the news about it. But is, isn't it isn't it a, a triumph over adversity? We or had a- three days' worth of news with this over Christmas and New Year's. Oh, apparently it took a lot longer than they thought, but they made it. Who fucking cares? Language. Who fucking cares? <laughs> we were talking about that goth cunt character before so i think i think we're okay that was his name though that was his name that was i've been uh, catching up on underbelly it does get better no it doesn't it, it really does josh how much have you watched i've watched like five or six episodes um damien walsh howling as uh, benji is amazing and and the storylines are really getting getting going for me they're, they're really pulling me in what about the voiceover so than, does, the voiceover just kills it's, it for me. it's just an occasional thing and you know it's I don't know. It's it just the the vision is is strong enough for for me. I mean, there's a there's a point in like episode four, or episode five, uh, where uh, the, they're talking about the the Moran boys and uh, and how they felt like they ran Melbourne or they they were in charge of Melbourne or, or something like that. And uh, and you can see that in the footage, you can see that from the pictures that the director has made, that the writer has made. We don't need the voiceover telling us any more than that uh it's just i don't know to me it's a it's a it's a really great story really poorly told Mm, no it's getting better compared to and marcus graham's freaking absent compared to other australian drama uh well compared to other australian crime drama compared to no no all all australian drama why why just 
crime drama. I mean, compare it to say, uh, uh, you know, Seaboat. Ki- oh, better, much better. City Homicide, on par. Better. For me, it's on All par. All Saints, much better. Uh, on par. It's not a soap. From from what I've seen, it. it I, I mean, I don't like All Saints, but from what I've seen, I would say it's much better than anything we've done in this country in drama. For, for a long, long time. Uh, you know, c- compare it to uh, Wildside or Blue Murder, it's, it's nowhere near as good. That's, that's, that's my take on it. But uh, it, is, it is probably the best thing going at the moment. Uh, I think East West 101 was up there. East, in, in East, fact, West, East West 101 was better than this. East West, I think East West 101 mm, I think it's on a par there. And in, in fact, the, the central character of East West 101 has turned up as uh, Nick the Russian or whatever the Russian's name was, right? So it's, uh, it's kind of weird having having known him as a as a Middle Easterner. Now he's a Russian. You, you, that's not you Russian. were very unforgiving of East West One Hundred One when you reviewed it. Yes, on but this then very show. But then when we came back from summer and I said that I'd I'd been watching it over summer and it had really improved and, and the last three episodes were a lot better than the first three episodes. Uh, by the end of it, I, I really enjoyed East West One Hundred One, uh, but this. This just seems weak to me, and I think again, it's it's a situation of I was really looking forward to it. I was expecting something, and I didn't get what I expected. I got something that was a, a little bit less than I expected. Uh, knowing what great drama we can do in this country, and uh, seeing things like Blue Murder, like Wildside, that that were so strong so strongly written and so... Uh, but, I mean, you're talking about shows, I mean, what, uh, Blue Murder's going back 15, 15 years, years now and Wild Side's going back at least 10. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a long time between drinks. Um, yeah, it is. I, I, I'm also upset that we haven't had anything in between there. <laughs> right. But I also know that we have we have the talent here and, and, and we have the, uh, the strength, but those were both ABC shows and, and I'm wondering if... Uh, what what the voiceover particularly says to me about uh, about this is that Channel Nine didn't have the strength of conviction in uh, in the quality of the show that the show could have been. No, I don't think they had the strength of conviction in their audience, and saw that for some it would be a little bit difficult to uh, to keep a grasp on who everybody was and what was going on, and so I needed to give them a couple of pointers. And and do you believe that? I, I would believe that of Channel Nine's audience, yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see it one day. Mm, mm, mm. In, in Melbourne. You know, yeah. I, I reckon mm. if Roberta Williams was watching it, she'd maybe, you know, if she hadn't have been involved with it in the first place, uh, she may need some pointers. See, and she, I, she doesn't need uh, she doesn't need any uh, to watch it. She's already been handed all the tapes, hasn't she? Wasn't that the story from a couple of weeks ago? She got handed all the tapes. Already before it's screened, DVDs, DVDs before it's screened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, she's she's yes. Apparently, Mick Gatto was uh, betting him up for everybody allegedly. Mm. Uh, uh, is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, we talked a bit about Friday Night Lights. Uh, rumors are swirling that NBC have done a deal with an outfit called Direct TV or uh, Direct TV. I think just, you're just supposed to say it all, all as one word. And direct, it's direct TV. Right. Uh, so apparently they've done a deal which would uh, keep Friday Night Lights going and would mean that it would screen first on direct and encore on NBC. So that's, I, I think that's a, a good way around it. Because as I said a, a couple of weeks ago, 
they will make a lot of money on DVD sales on Friday Night Lights. So it's good that that's gotten a reprieve. Mm. It's still just a rumour. But if it has, it's good. Is that it? That's, that's it, it for the show. That brings uh, us Rebecca to the Rebecca Williams not particularly happy about Cat uh, Stewart's portrayal of her in this series. No, she's not. But, but she does quite like that uh, they're portraying Carl Williams as, uh, just looking for it, a dim-witted fat boy driver. Yeah, which... Uh, was, was that her or said that? I, I, yeah, I the, read that quote attributed to somebody else. No, that was... No, I, so, I read it as her. Uh, the the, uh, uh, the Moran matriarch had a bit to say as well about uh, something... So about Carl Williams' oh, betrayal maybe, yeah, as well. Maybe it was Judy Moran. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Judy Moran who said that. Uh, either way, I suppose that uh, proves Channel One's point in some way or another because I think he's he's not being portrayed as a, a fat boy, dim-witted driver, but as uh, as something a little bit more than that. And I think I think that the series is kind of swinging from to swinging around to being from his perspective a lot more than it did in the opening. Uh, but it's a which is interesting, and and the relationship with him and Roberta Williams and Benji, it's still it's, it's still really worth it's still worth watching. But uh, I, I'm not hooked on it. Anyway, that does bring Don't us miss it. that does bring us to the end of Box Cutters episode 123. I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors, who give us bags to give to you if you enter the quiz with a correct answer. You can email us hooray at boxcutters.net. With that answer, you can find Crumpler on the net at crumpler.com.au. I also want to say thanks to 3 R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can catch them online at rr.org.au and you can listen to their shows there as well. Or on the FM band if you're around Melbourne on 102.7. I uh, also want to say that... If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store and write a review on the Box Cutters page there. It will it will help other listeners find this show and uh, and help them enjoy it as well. If you haven't listened to Box Cutters, then read the reviews on the iTunes uh, iStore uh, because it, they're very true. <laughs> I had a look over the week. I hadn't, I hadn't looked for a number of months. You have a feeling that somebody's thought, I'll download this. I won't listen to the whole thing. I'll just catch, I'll just, just I'll catch the, end. the end of it and they, just see. They just listened to the open and, and thought, oh, yeah, I don't really like reality TV. I'll just uh, scroll down to here. Right to the end. Yep. Right to the very yep. end. Yep. Mm. yep. Okay, we've, we've, we've stopped talking about reality TV now. You can switch <laughs> back on. Check out the blog at boxcutters.net uh, where we sometimes post things and there is great discussion about each episode and, and things that we bring up each episode. Until next week. And, and experience the joy of, uh, of Jimbo discovering Charlie in Lost. Yes. Until next week. My name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Mm.